This episode of Everything Sounds is sponsored by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial with no credit card required and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code NOISE. Again, that's the word NOISE, N-O-I-S-E. Also by Sound Studio 4 for Mac. If you want to record and edit audio, you can find this affordable option at MacSoundStudio.com. Again, that's Sound Studio 4 for Mac. Ignition sequence start. Five. Everything. Three. Everything. Sounds. Sounds. This is Everything Sounds. I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. This is Everything Sounds. If you've listened to the show for a while, you know by now that George and I have always been big fans of music. We both grew up listening to it, and I've played a little bit of it here and there. Fun fact, Craig actually writes most of the music you hear in our episodes, like this one that's playing right now. I don't like to draw attention to it, but I think this one isn't bad. I'm... I think you've done better. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, thanks. But although Craig and my musical preferences differ a little bit. Think of it as soulful versus glitchy. That's that's a good way to put it, yeah. Even though they differ, we do have one similarity. We both have an appreciation for musical sounds and music that's not always created with more traditional instrumentation. And that's actually something we've run into quite a bit in past Everything Sounds episodes. One of the first instances was all the way back in season one, episode 10 in fact. George and I learned that just about anything can be percussive after a trip to the Rhythm Discovery Center in Indianapolis. It doesn't matter if it's an upside down bucket, a stick along a chain link fence, just about anything in the world can become an instrument. Exactly, yeah, you know, you have the the young kids at home, you know, banging on the pots and pans, driving their parents crazy. They're doing the same thing that a percussionist does, you know, not with the training, obviously, and, you know, at a lower level, but it's still the same concept. And not even five episodes later, we ran into it once again when we were talking to Stephen Meyerding about his bicycle sounds video. The video is literally just moving bicycle parts against a black backdrop, and they're just making noise. But as you keep watching, you may find yourself tapping your foot or nodding your head. The sounds begin to interact in a somewhat musical way. You know, I wasn't necessarily trying to create a song or a composition, but that's sort of how it turned out. But, it, you know, it wasn't well thought out like a normal like normal music. But when you listen to it, it builds a lot of tension. You know, there's, there is a backbeat, which is the sound of this card that's just being flipped. Um... You know, which creates like this don't, 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 you know, a driving thing. And as you add and layer in all these other sounds from the different scenes, it just becomes more and more and more chaotic and frenetic. And, you know, finally, as you really ramp up that card that's in the clothing pin, it, it makes almost sound like a lawnmower. Or, you know, I was really surprised by how that was going to turn out. And finally, in the first episode of Season 2, we spoke with Nick Zamuto. 
As a member of the books and with his new band Zamudo, he's incorporated sounds into his music that anyone could hear on a daily basis but they might not have thought of within a musical context. He'd go searching all around for these sounds. But we would go on on sort of these sound collecting runs and sometimes we would go into the woods and we would just like step on pine cones and uh, that kind of thing which has a great sound but um, yeah you'll find the sounds of branches breaking and pine cones being stepped on all over lemon of pink and lost and safe when uh, trees grow in the forest usually the bottom branches die as you know the forest grows up so you're, you're you have all these little sticks that are kind of broken off that are sticking out from the bottom of trees especially pine trees if you go up to those and pluck them almost like a thumb piano they have a tone to them that is really beautiful um and uh you get like a really wide variety of different kinds of almost like xylophone type sounds out of those kinds of things if you close mic them and now here we are we find our way all the way back to that concept once again Sounds created without musical intention, however intentionally used musically. For this, we spoke to a guy in Michigan. Okay. Um, name or uh, production alias, I guess, or both. He's got two names. Um, my name's Brad Finnegan, um, otherwise known as Wasega, and I am a music producer. From here on out, we will just refer to him as Wasega. You'll understand why in a second. So if Wasega, Craig, and I grew up at the same time in the same city, we probably all would have been really good friends because we all had one thing in common, a love for skateboarding. But unlike Craig and myself, Wasega actually admits to not knowing how to skate. I don't. I did when I was in middle school and I was never good at it. And <laughs> so George and I, we were those kids who wore the clothes and pretended that we knew how to skate. George, you said that you had a skateboard with a frog on it, right? Yeah, it had a frog. Okay. And equally as uncool, I only did one trick in my life and it was an ollie and that's it. But in our minds, we were still skateboarders. Craig, I think you're cool. Um, so I love the culture and I love the sport. I just, I'm not gifted in that way. It's his appreciation for skateboarding culture that allowed him to remain a part of it without directly participating in it. He'd been establishing himself as Wasega and producing music on his own time. And that's when a friend of his who is also named Brad. See, I told you, that's where it would have gotten confusing. Right, that's when Brad approached him about creating a song. He really wanted to create the score of the skate film based on the sounds that the sounds of skateboarding, essentially. He wanted to utilize each piece of a skateboard in a um, in the form of an instrument to essentially create a new kind of skate video that, you know, even the music celebrated skateboarding in itself. So Brad went to the skate park and recorded sounds of skateboarding all day, and his intention was to have those sounds transformed into music. So his microphone placement was pretty important. The specific locations they used were things such as when the board pops, when you go to do an ollie or some sort of flip trick, they would put the mic directly under the end of the skateboard so that the collision between the wood and the actual cement ground would create a relatively bappy drum instrument. 
and they would do the same sort of thing with uh let's say rails they would take the mic and hold the rail right at the point where someone would begin grinding so the skater would step all the way back and skate all the way forward and right when they right when their metal truck where the wheels are held right when it made contact with that metal it created that percussion sound that was ultimately used in the track here's the thing Brad recorded the sounds while Wasega was in Denver, so he had no idea what he was going to get and really didn't have a say over what he thought would work. He just came back to Michigan and was handed the tracks, which made it a little difficult to begin working. I had time to conceptualize before the samples were actually taken. Um, I could have had a more you know, specific idea of how, what samples I wanted to use more specifically and where I wanted them to be placed and et cetera, et cetera. But it made it kind of more of an interesting challenge because it was, you know, you're given these plate of these sounds and it's basically like create something out of these. And that's when things started to get interesting. There he was with a variety of skateboard sounds that he didn't record, but he had complete freedom to make whatever he wanted with them. It was a matter of just searching through these skateboard sounds to find things that you could, um, make representative relatively of real instruments. So it became a challenge, but in the end, it ended up becoming a way more fun challenge than, you know, anything to fret over. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code NOISE. Squarespace is constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and all the style options you need to create a unique website for yourself or for your business. Squarespace has over 20 highly customizable templates for you to choose from. It's incredibly easy to use, and if you still need some help, Squarespace has an amazing support team. They work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It all starts at just $8 a month, and every design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content will look great on every device, every single time. You can just start with a trial, no credit card required, and start building your website today. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code NOISE, N-O-I-S-E, to get that 10% off and show your support for Everything Sounds. And thanks. Wasega started editing those files to find the best moments, those ones that he thought mimicked the sounds of actual instruments, and a song started forming. After he had called me and um, proposed this project to me, I absolutely, you know, was so interested in doing something like that because I had worked with digital sampling before, you know, creating percussion instruments out of hitting things against the table and what have you. And it just took shape from there. Once I started to create a beat, everything else just kind of came to life around it. And so I didn't really have another concept going in, mainly because the concept kind of built itself. 
and that was what was so fun about the project as a whole is that the skateboard sound like i thought utilizing the skateboard sounds was going to become a challenge but once i actually you know cut them up put them in place it kind of the rest of the track and the hypnoticism of the track kind of you know came upon itself and when you think about it skateboarding kind of has its own rhythm the rolling of the wheels the grinding of the trucks the breaks of silence during the hang time it's rhythmic with skateboarding i think there's there's a heavier element to it because you know when you stand at a skate park you're hearing all sorts of skateboard sounds from every direction and you can very much attribute rhythm to the sport but it goes much further than that the skater relies on that rhythm they get accustomed to it and they know what sounds to expect from a good trick and what sounds to expect from a bad trick. Yeah, I think there there's a lot of rhythmical aspects to skateboarding and especially those who are, you know, doing it professionally because you you have to calibrate the rhythm of how your body moves to, you know, accomplish a trick um, the way that you ideally want to. You know, you have to keep in mind the rhythm of how your body moves. Think about a half pipe. A skater drops in and they go up the other side. They hang and maybe do a trick with some airtime. They fall back down and they go back up the other side. Hang time, trick, fall back down. They're not only maintaining momentum from climbing up and falling down on each side of the pipe, they're also maintaining rhythm, flow, and balance. And the same goes for street skating. They create a slew of accidental beats. The skid and the roll of the wheels, the contact of the entire board of the ground, and the kick of an ollie can create pseudo-drum patterns that are unintentional and cannot be recreated. Musega just took those moments and organized them to create something that was reminiscent of skateboarding, but entirely original. See the Sounds of Skateboarding video as well as find links to hear and see more of Wasega and Brad's work at our website, everythingsounds.org. And while you're there, you can also find links to us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Tell us what you think or share the show on your profile. And again, that's everythingsounds.org. Our show is a part of the Mule Radio Syndicate. You can hear us alongside shows like Audio Smut, Here Be Monsters, and The Big Web Show, among a lot of other great podcasts. You can see the full lineup at muleradio.net. This episode was sponsored by Sound Studio 4 by Felt Tip Inc. Sound Studio 4 for Mac lets you record audio, create podcasts, digitize tapes and records, and create sound effects for your own projects. Information on all of the features at macsoundstudio.com or in the Mac App Store. Again, that's Sound Studio 4 for Mac. Until next time, I'm Craig Shank. And I'm George Drake Jr. This is Everything Sounds.